Hey, welcome to Fans of the Forge. Yeah, what, that's is right. This a thing that we do. It's been a while. Welcome to our new show, Fans of the Forge. <laughs> I'm Chris. We are welcoming back my wife Teresa. Hey. I'm back. <laughs> and of course, we have it's the- Sean. Sean. Yeah, that's me. Right there. Yep. And first things first, before we get into whoa, <laughs> technical we get difficulties. Into too much here. <laughs> we have to start off with Teresa. What you drinking? I'm drinking Shipyard Summer Ale Ooh. with lobster yep. feet. Yeah, the lobster with the beer and uh, it goes well with feet. All that good Flip stuff. Flip flops yep. and umbrellas. I am drinking Knight's Executioner by Armada Brewing. It is a stout with coffee, lactose, and maple syrup. Tasty. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. Is it made, co- made in CT? Is it Armada and made in CT? Is it? Oh, it shows Connecticut on there. How about that? Look at that. Again, I am drinking Victory Golden Monkey Belgian Triple. Delicious. 9.5%. with added <laughs> spice. This thing is beautiful. If you ever see it on tap, get it. It's Absolutely. It's very good. Good stuff. Cool. Well, beautiful. now we know what we're drinking. Let's get into some of the other stuff. So, first things first. It's we been did a the while. first thing. Yeah. First. How second, you been? Second things first. Um, second things second. Yeah. This matter. thing second. None of it matters. So, we are far behind on our yeah. Forge and Fire wrap ups. And part of the reasoning behind that is because, frankly, we all got burnt out on taking notes while trying to watch a TV show. It's hard to do. It's, it's a pain in the ass, and it took away from the enjoyment of the show. To be fair, I wasn't watching TV. Teresa wasn't was watching away. TV. I wasn't watching Forge and Fire most of the time when Teresa was away, except for the one or two episodes that you and I did. Mm. Um, now we're catching up. We're catching up, but and we, we just want to watch it. We just yeah, we don't want to take the notes anymore. We took a little bit of notes. We got a little bit to talk about, but moving forward, the Forge and Fire wrap ups they just ain't going to be as in depth and as much notes that we had before. It's just going to be hitting some of the key points and that's it. If you want us to go in depth on some stuff, like an episode, like give us some money. (laughs) That works. We'll do it. We'll do a special episode just for you. Sure. The price is right. But in the meantime, this is a hobby and we want to enjoy ourselves. So the amount of notes. That's why we have beer. That's why we have beer and less notes. Yeah. So we're going to start off with season six, episode 25, The Falchion. And on that episode, we had Seth, uh, no, uh, Wayne Milligan, Mark Hemley, Aaron Maliza, and Jesse Hemphill competing. And there's a couple things that they had to do. They started off, they had six Damascus patterns they had to choose from. And the dude with the most experience, Jesse, got chose the most complicated pattern comparatively, and then he ended up getting booted first because he didn't quite <laughs> make yeah. the requirements for what Jesse, he picked. Jesse, he did solid work. He did. But just couldn't get the pattern right. Yeah, it and was it, a Did he have one. ladder pattern in comparison to, like, one was twist, he one had, was raindrop. He had, didn't he have- um, Or did he do the shark's tooth? Shark's tooth. Shark's tooth. Yeah, shark's tooth. And he, it didn't quite come out that and way. it's one of those ones that you can't really see it until it's- done and then he couldn't do it again didn't have time at that point yeah there's nothing else he can do so i follow that guy on instagram he definitely he makes some good work but you know he got the boot first and then uh moving forward 
there was a, a point where they showed um, Aaron while make while making his. I, I wrote this note, and I'm like, what am I reading? And it says, holy flux, you should Batman lumberjack. He was wearing a plaid shirt, and he said something to the effect of, I didn't pay for the flux, so I'm going to use it. Oh, yeah. yeah. So he just poured that flux on. And then moving on to round three, um, it was Wayne versus uh, Mark for the, the final round. And they had to make the falchion. And Will Willis says, we're kicking it up a notch, and we're only giving them four days for a final <laughs> round. All season, they've been giving them four days. Episode How is- 25, he's been doing it all season. <laughs> Maybe at the time that he was talking to them, they hadn't seen any from the season yet. So to them, it was kicking it up well, a notch. Well, he's kind of been saying that for a lot of episodes. Like, oh, well, we know that because we're watching every episode. Nobody but says the that, that to there, them, too. He's like, hey, so we're going to kick things up a little bit. But, you know, it's a little, this is just kind of. It's just It was kind of up a little more. He, he upped the volume on that statement. <laughs> um, yeah, it was. He just really pushed it. So during the final build, Wayne. Um, we have pirate guy has enough time to write a song while he's supposed to be forging. Yeah. But in the end, they both show up back into the forge with some incredible outfits. Yeah. I Wayne, say. Wayne came with, we believe that it was a crushed velvet That's or whatever That's what it looked like at first. And then I changed jacket. We don't, don't know. It's it looks velvet. like a velvety jacket. Yeah. Blue. I, interesting. And then Mark showed up with a tux tank top wife beater that he actually got married in yeah and then dave was like hey what's up with your shirt yeah what did he what was his he's response like, he's like hey, that he's like i got married in oh that's shirt. where that came from okay yeah, yeah. i would be like why you want one <laughs> so anyway they did their testing and wayne ended up winning did. the episode yeah. so congratulations to you wayne we can i'll move on to Another Forge and Fire wrap-up because we're doing two Forge and Fire wrap-ups. And two Knife or Death wrap-ups. What? Knife or Death's back. (laughs) Yep. So for Napoleon Sabre, I have the names of the... the All right. right So we have uh, Seth Boris, John Morpheus, Sean Carr, and Stephen Hunter. How about that? That seems Morpheus? Well... Morpheus is kind of how it, but it was spelled Morpheus. Morpheus. Captions. <laughs> Did he take the red pill? Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so um, this episode was kind of interesting. So this is where they had to harvest steel from a ladder and make ladder pattern Damascus. Right. And if I'm not mistaken... The experience level for all of the Smiths was no more than five years or so, I'd mm-hmm. say. So it was going to be pretty interesting. So there was some, um, what, 15 and 20 pieces on the side, and then they had, like, what was it? 1084. 1084 for, like, rungs or whatever. And, uh, yeah, so. Question. Do ladders always have just, like, random pieces of metal on the side, or was that manufactured? No. Okay. I think they actually said they have 15 and 20 accents on yes, the side accents, of the ladder. Yes, accents, yeah. <laughs> Um, I, know, I like to accessorize my ladders. <laughs> As you should. Uh, so, you know, ideally, they'd have to flatten the 1084 down, cut it up, and then 
you know, do the massive stack it, draw it out. That didn't really happen here. It's they the 15 and 20 was already in these nice little pieces. A lot of them just took some stacks of those, did one sandwich with a 1084 in the middle, and they just tried to pass it off as Damascus, and that wasn't happening. And right. um, that wasn't that didn't work. It didn't really give them Damascus pattern, or you know, didn't fulfill like two of the, the things there. I mean, at least everybody kind of knew what they had to do when it came to getting the ladder. Damascus, right? It's like they, they cut the it. grooves in it, but you didn't have it folded or anything. There's no right. layers. There wasn't enough layer count, so it didn't. You couldn't get a pattern out of it, right? And according to Steve, the toughest part of Damascus is all the layers, but there were no layers in this one, <laughs> so none of them that met parameters. And um, also, um, John ended up being taken out medically, yeah. uh, taken out of the show because he was. Getting a little overheated and had, yep. couldn't handle the, the, the forge. Yeah. Uh, so because none of them had parameters, and it came down, I think, was it was it uh, the last guy that, that was going up to shows? I mean, like, Will was like, you could win $10,000 right here if you meet the parameters because the other two of the guys didn't. Well, he didn't meet them. So no. they all move on to round two. Um, Sean had a bunch of issues with his handle he wasn't able to drill through the tang so he just glued scales on there he had holes drilled through the scales, so he just put pins just in there because he had the holes there so he had to fill them yep then he melted epoxy during grinding coated the whole handle with epoxy and then a, a, hand, a scale popped off during the strength test it didn't go well <laughs> so finally uh I think during the final testing, Doug said from the trot, from the, from the snotter to the trotter. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He was well, doing some testing. Yeah, so Sean ended up getting yeah. booted, right? Booted, so it came yeah. down to um, Steve versus Seth. Seth. So they all had S names. Except for John. As of round two. When we were, try- <laughs> when we were trying to like write these things, and like, wait, who is yeah. that again? It was all S names. I kept getting confused. There was a Steve, Seth, and Sean. A Sean. Yep. So Napoleon Saber is kind of cool, a little curve to it. Um, and in the final round, Steve's blade broke during the strength test. <laughs> and so the note here Dagger. is that when it broke on the strength test, you just hear me go, Daggum. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> I broke down laughing. And that was also how I identified him when I was writing the notes, like the names here. Like oh. Daggum, Steve Hunter, Daggum. Yeah. But that was the episode. So Seth ended up winning. And, uh, yeah. Good job. That episode caused an uproar on the Forge and Fire fan page on Facebook because of how terribly everybody did with the Ladder Damascus. And I kind of understand it, but, you know, I feel like the show has been going in an interesting direction with the Smiths that they're choosing for their competition yeah. And I feel like a lot of the, the bladesmiths in the bladesmithing community aren't as happy with Forge and Fire as they they're were not. when it first started because of that, because they're highlighting these guys that have very few years of experience. Right. And but how big is the pool of very experienced it's smiths? It's smaller, especially and they're doing like season six. 20 plus episodes a season now. 
They might have exhausted that group. They have, and that's that's the problem that they've created themselves, and they've been upping the ante on these challenges, but it's not... The Smiths that are there don't have the experience to really meet some of those challenges they're presenting to them, so it's not really fair. But who wants to see the same thing? Here's a block of, you know... W two go make a knife out of it. You, know, you got to do something funny or crazy with it, but it's they're gonna. I don't know. They're gonna hit some sort of wall. I think. Well, they've already been renewed for at least another season seven. Yeah. Doug's been going down to Latin America and shooting Fortune yeah. five yeah. episodes down there with a whole different crew. Huh. And uh, yeah, I mean they'll they'll keep themselves busy they're for a while keep, at least. Get rid. The guys will. Keep coming on the show. It's not going to be great quality necessarily, but yeah, some people rise to the occasions. People might you know have the experience for what to meet whatever their parameters are, but some guys aren't, and we're seeing that happen. Yeah. So that's all we're going to do for Fortune Fire yeah. episodes for tonight. We still are behind. We'll catch up eventually. Don't worry about it. We're yeah. two episodes behind. Only two. Yeah. Next week will be three, but we'll get through it. We only have one. Well, it doesn't matter. Let's move <laughs> on. Knife or death. Wrap up. So season three has started for Knife or Death. Yep, there. Are, I think there's three episodes out. I watched two of them. I watched about one and one of them. You Maybe, watched one. Actually, about three quarters of one because I missed a few of the guys. Yeah, I think I watched half. You guys <laughs> in half. They don't really say in half as much as they did. They didn't. I was really. Oh. Di- I was really not <laughs> happy with that. What happened, Bill Goldberg? Well, I'm looking at you. Maybe he realized what half is. What, he's going to spear me? Yeah, he's going to come down here and give you the spear. Here's your spear. (laughs) (laughs) Mm. So I did not keep track of the bonus words. I just couldn't. The bonus words are the same. They're being used. Let's not get too fancy. Besides in half, they're all still there, but I couldn't really keep up. And what's different this time is Travis gives little mini lessons. Not in really. his bit. So rather than just testing the knife, he'll like give a little explanation about what this knife is and how it's supposed to be shaped and where it comes from. And like, mm. oh, you modified this. Well, this is like this piece that you didn't modify. That's why it's here. And then you like uh, made it beefier for this particular purpose. So that's cool. Yeah. The first episode was David versus Goliath. And we'll get to that. Casey came in with a broadsword. It was newly purchased and never been used. Oh, perfect. So Travis asked him, how long have you had this? And he's like, mm, about as long as you've been holding it. <laughs> wow. So there's that. Um, Decapitator has corn now. Here's oh, corn. Oh. It's a new addition. Um, and then... Considering s- they shot season two and season three back to back, it's kind of funky that they added they have corn new stuff. Um, Slasher... Oh, Slasher, there was tubes and a plastic jug and then a box. And Casey didn't do so great on the tubes and his sword bent. No. And so he was disqualified, like game over, right there on the tubes, didn't even get halfway through Slasher. Maybe get his money back. Nah, (laughs) I don't think so. They have pretty, well, I mean, you're buying it for that reason. I guess maybe... I don't think knife makers really make it, or bladesmiths make big guarantees for something like that. Well, especially if you're using it that way. I mean, you bought a sword. I mean, you can't use the sword without it bending. 
That's ridiculous. Maybe he ordered it. This is ridiculous. On a tape-coated plastic tube? Listen. (laughs) Come on. on. It's a tube. It's not bone. It's just tape on a tube. (laughs) Anyway, next guy was Caleb, 18-year-old, made his own copus um, using stock removal, but still pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Um, Started out with timber. or The first one I wrote down was timber. He made it through the first few obstacles, okay? He was a Boy Scout, and he actually started doing the notch underneath when you're trying to, like, you know, chop down a tree, you do the notch underneath. Mm-hmm. But he he did it too high, and so the board. Um, oh, right. Missed, yeah. missed the so spot. So it ended up missing it. And then he got all the way to Lifeline and got caught on the rope. It's almost wow. done. It's tough cutting a rope like that. It is. So then Caitlin comes in with a longsword that she has used in cutting competitions before, and she does, like, medieval fencing. Oh. So that was pretty cool. I was say, what cutting competitions are letting you use a longsword? Usually it's a chopper. If it's a, it's a backwoods. So it's not the, the blade sports. It's a different, com- it's a different okay. thing, yeah. Joey's sports. <laughs> Joe. <laughs> Joe. Okay. Joe Cool's blade sports in the woods. <laughs> Go to the woods. I got Bring a course set up. Sword. Yeah. So she got two penalties and decapitator. Um, for slasher, she did not cut anything that was plastic. So her longsword didn't work really well on the tubes. Um, didn't really work well on the, the jug thing. And she ended up slipping before going. Mm. I'm going to come back to that in a second. And then for timber, they're talking at, you know how you can hear them talking and the competitors can't hear them talking. Yeah. So they're like, let it fall, let it fall. And they're getting all <laughs> upset that she's not doing it right. But hey, it went in. And then they're like, oh, great technique. <laughs> nice. Anyway, she also got caught up on the rope in mm. Lifeline. Um, Mark came in with a blade that was made by his friend J.W. Randall's, a modified chopper. We met J.W. Randall with Travis Wirtz. Say what? Show. And the modified... Modification on this one was it was like two handle, like two hand handle, mm-hmm. but the finger grooves perfect for his two hands. Oh, so that's okay. cool. Um, for Slasher, when he got through the tubes, there's all the sand dust, like clouds. How do you see anything to try <laughs> to complete this task? How do you even know that you haven't completed the task if mm. you can't see? That's a question of mine. And then he also slipped later on in ice pick slipping with swords <laughs> safety yeah, yeah. Not, don't want to do that no. no but they just get right back up and keep going I would this is why I don't do play sports <laughs> <laughs> also got caught on the rope in lifeline that's the reason, <laughs> that's the reason. <laughs> that's the one reason. it's among the reasons <laughs> <laughs> aside from the fact I wouldn't be any good at you it you might be good at Joey's blade sports in the woods It'd be on solid ground, on grass and stuff. Grass is slippery, too. Maybe like some broken glass, because Joey doesn't well, keep it you know, clean back I bet back they're there. pretty loose on the rules. You could probably bring like your Cleats. archery stuff and come <laughs> yeah. and, and get some sharp tips on those those arrows and cut through stuff with those. I think that might work. Bow sports. Bow sports. Bow sports. Let's, let's set this up. I'm getting kind of amped. You got some some room back there. So you mean archery? We, we have bow sports. Yes, yeah. bow sports, archery. Get you some know. 3D targets and then shoot some stuff in a yard. We can do that. So then the next person was um, JP. He teaches fire combat, which means that he teaches how to fight against someone with a flaming sword. Didn't know that was a thing. 
Okay. Who 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 needs that skill? But who wants that days. skill? Who needs that skill? <laughs> Where is someone coming at you with a, f- a flaming object? Plus, I'm pretty sure when you light swords on fire, it really messes up how they, you know, their structural integrity. Mm, I don't know. Depends on how long they're on fire. Because like if you put, cool thing? <laughs> I mean, if you put fuel, like you know, it's just gonna burn for a few minutes, and like you know, that's it. Meh. Anyway. So he brought a two-handed kopesh um, and slap slasher. He was slipping in the water beads. So the, the jug was filled with water beads. And when you bust open the jug, they spill. Yeah. Why would you fill it with water beads if this is a thing where you're running? Well, they're not running with swords. But if you're going to be slipping with a sword, it just... <laughs> <laughs> There's some, uh, some problems here with... <laughs> How they run things over there. At least on Slasher. I've got problems with Slasher. <laughs> with what the, the, is, like all the stuff inside these things. Um, and then his blade also bent on timber. Got it. Then we get Donovan Phillips. I noted his last name because he holds the record for water bottle slashing in Blade Sports. 28. He's had that record since 2016. Like really? in one swing? In one swing. Wow. 28 water bottles. And they showed it, like they had a clip of him doing it. That's cool. Documented. That's crazy. Um, he brought in a handmade modified chopper. In Decapitator, he got a penalty on the apples. Timber, three strikes straight down near the base, so he didn't do any like notches. And they're yelling at him, too much power, yeah. and yet falls right in. So hey. I'm thinking he knows what he's doing. And especially when they're like, oh, that was some luck. I think he knows no, what he's doing. No, I mean, this guy is in Blade Sports. <laughs> you know, he knows what he's doing. With was it, was it him? Yeah. Okay, it was that guy. Ah. Yeah, we've definitely seen this guy at Blade Sports competitions because he, he runs the Blade Sports. He's got a wicked hat. Yeah. He also got stopped by the rope on Lifeline. Oh. No one got past the rope. Nobody completed the first part. Ah, wow, that's some wicked rope. Yeah. It's tough. So the people who made it the furthest, the fastest were Donovan and Caleb. So that's why this was called David and Goliath, because you've got Caleb, who's this 18-year-old guy, versus Donovan Phillips. Look up the Blade Sports International Instagram page and scroll through. You'll find pictures of him. He's a big dude. Yeah. And when they're talking about Donovan going versus Caleb, Tulam actually says, Goliath, Donovan, has the reach over David and doesn't fill in Caleb's name. Like, they just keep moving on <laughs> with the rest of it. Is he calling them David rest of the show? That'd be pretty funny. No. But they do refer to them as David and Goliath, uh. like, throughout. Um, so they had Gauntlet, where it has an octopus now. Just like oh, what? an what? octopus hanging from these things. Oh. Weird. They both get through that. Um, Ballbuster... Caleb missed two entirely, and then he got to him by like the tiniest bit, but they caught it. And then Donovan had six out of eight. Extinguisher, they had four of them. Two of them had water, and two of them had powder. Okay. Mm. So now they not only have to like get this little bag of powder, they have to hope that it puts the flame out. Yeah. So neither of them did very well on Extinguisher (laughs) because, you know, they each got two or three out of the four. But then it didn't put the flames out behind them. Oh, yeah. Um, free fall. Caleb misses one entirely and then goes to the wrong spot. And he's like, oh, crap. Mm. <laughs> they get that. Um, 
Donovan went to the wrong spot twice. So instead of like they go down and then over and then down, he went over and then over and oh. had to backtrack and then over and then he did it again. Oh. Hmm. So he missed a couple. Um, both of them did well on fire and ice. Um, crash landing. Caleb stood in the path of the sandbag and kind of got hit in the face with it, <laughs> but he managed it. Um, and then they both did fine on Firestorm. So Caleb had 10 penalties and Donovan had eight penalties. And so their times, Caleb had five minutes, 42 seconds, and Donovan was five minutes, 21 seconds. Therefore, oh. the winner. Hmm. Unlike history, Goliath came out on top this time. <laughs> Ooh. Well, congratulations to Donovan um, so he's got for beating up on this kid. Yeah. Beat up on him. <laughs> Beat him down in a competition. Well, I didn't see any of the other contestants from this episode, but I know this guy, so I like him. And I think it's, he deserves his win. I like his hat. He always has a good hat, yeah. and he's always wearing the Spyderco shirt when we see him. And uh, we've seen him at multiple Blade Sports yeah. competitions now. Dude seems pretty cool. Anyway, we got another Knife or Death wrap-up to go over real quick. Okay. This one is the Military All-Stars episode. Nice. Oh, boys, there's lots of notes here. I'm just going right, to come on. Because I here. tried to write more neatly this time instead of my graph paper that nobody else could read but me. Yeah, that was a little tough. So we had Simon, who's a Marine, and he had a modified custom-designed cleaver chopper that was made by his uncle, and it weighed five pounds. It was a beast. Damn. It was a beast. Uh, for Trifecta, he had a record time going through there. Decapitator, three penalties. Didn't even cut the pineapples at all, really. For Kill Shot, um, Good job. He checked it. Yep, he got it. He got through the six straps and three swings. And we move on to Kevin, who is a Marine as well. Professional blacksmith. And he had a homemade, modified Wakazashi. How did Tulam pronounce it? Washashashi. Washashashi, mm. which was interesting. And it was almost four pounds. It was another big weapon. Uh, box cutter, he ripped the first box apart. Uh, so that was a penalty, I think, right? Because he, he didn't actually cut through it all the way. He tore so. it off of the cord. Mm. Uh, for decapitator, it was too low of a swing on the pineapple, and he hit the stand. So if the pineapples are like being held into a place, yeah. he hit the stand instead of any of the pineapples. Yeah. And then for kill shot, he passed, got through all six straps. Then we had Chris, who was a Marine, and he had a custom machete that a buddy made for him. For kill shot, he missed the first one. So, like, when he went to go take the swings at the six straps, he, he missed the first strap. Oh, oh that's right. And so he got, like, the second and the third one. And then the fourth And then and he was third. going for the last three, and he only got the fourth and the fifth one. So he ha it's kind of like, you know, in bowling, the seven-ten split. He had the first and the sixth that he had to try and uh, get in one swing. So he had a split, and he couldn't do it. Anyway, didn't make it to the end. Then we had Alex, who was in the army. He had a Dadao. The guard on his was a little wonky. It wasn't, it wasn't straight with the blade. It was not. It was just off. It was a little weird. And uh, Travis said it was hard to index, but as he's uh, swinging, he he like punched the, it and knocked it over. He's swinging at the, the sugar cane, and he goes, yeah. does two chops, and then he hits the thing and just goes fall like knocks breaks it at the base, and he goes, "Oh shit!" <laughs> <laughs> and then he goes into the explanation of, oh, "I had a hard time indexing. That was my fault." <laughs> but anyway, for box cutter, he had a penalty on the first box because he smashed it apart versus cutting it. For Decapitator, uh, 
No one has been successful on the cabbages. They just can't get through them at this point. <laughs> Damn cabbages. They're tough. Uh, for thrice, he went out of order in cutting the ice blocks. Oh, you can't do that. Can't do that. <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> you it's can't, the worst that could happen is going out of order on thrice. You can't do that. You got to go like one, was it one? Two, three. One, it's one, two, <laughs> one, three. One, two, it's, three. Yeah, it's yeah. stupid. For you kill should just like it, spray paint the numbers on him or something. Eh, yeah. What are you going to do? Kill shots. So you're gonna he lose. got them all. He did two per swing and managed to get through all of them. Then we move on to Roy from the Army, and he had an Aranyak machete purchased in Thailand and made of a repurposed material, possibly a leaf spring from a truck. Oh, great. Actually, it looked pretty cool. Like, the way that the, the metal had been shaped, and it had kind of like these weird grooves going opposite. Like, if you're looking at this knife I have here, there were grooves going this way down it, and it just gave it a cool Why? look. But otherwise, the edge was like... I mean, he had it for edge. 12 years. He was using it for yeah. stuff. Oh, no, yeah. There's nothing wrong with it. They that. didn't know what materials he made out of? No, he got it in Thailand <laughs> yes. while he was on deployment. He recycled bicycle. Anyway, <laughs> he made quick work of trifecta. He was very methodical in his strikes. For decapitator, he only hit the tops of the pineapples, knocked the cabbage over, and just stares at it. <laughs> he just, boom. Just stares. Oh. And, so, and he got mad at the cabbage. Damn cabbages. <laughs> The Damn real, cabbages. yeah, I mean, it's pain. It's law. And then for kill shot, he got through all of them, but first he he cut through the third and fourth straps. So like he did the middle two. The middle mm-hmm. two. And then, then he, he went backwards. And he hit the, the fifth, fifth strap, the second strap, and the first strap, like with one swing. Going backhand. Backhanded, like, yeah. yep. And then he got the sixth strap on his last swing. And he said, the more you take your time... Well, who said this? Tulane, maybe? No. Or Goldberg? Uh, Roy he did. Said this. He said this? Yeah. yeah. The more you take your time and do it right, the faster you get it done. Oh. He said that. That's right. You were there. I was there. I was there. there. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Even Sean was there for that. Damn, dude. Anyway, we move on. John. John, our boy John. John Nagel. Um, he was from the Army Reserves. He was a forged and fire champ for the... Season 5 episode for the Naval Cutlass. He made his own falcata for the episode. And for Decapitator, he actually got through the cabbages. Yay. Hey, look at that. For They're ki- not impossible. No, not impossible. And then for the kill shot, he got through all of them, two, two, and two, and moved on. So, almost everybody made it through to the end and was able to put their knives on the stump. Um, so, at the end, they had the top three... And they had to judge who had the, the fastest times, and it came down to John and Kevin. So, moving into Dead Run, they had Ball Buster, uh, Flying Target. Uh, we missed There's something like four here. four boards. What? Yeah, but what was before Ball Buster? Oh, the one with the four boards. I didn't write it down yeah, because wood, they both did wood fine. chop swing. Chop the thingies as they spin. And so... Um, they that, both they both made it through that. That one's easy. Gauntlet. Gauntlet. That's what it is. For Ballbuster, John had three penalties, while Kevin had two penalties. For Flying Target, uh, they had to cut the meat and make it land on mm. the grate to, to cook get it. Grilled. To get grilled. And uh, John had two penalties out of three, and so did Kevin. For Free Fall, John missed four out of five of the smaller melons, and Kevin 
lack situational awareness. <laughs> you lack situational <laughs> awareness, according yeah. to two lambs. Because Mel is just falling, like he's just like staring. He just turns all of a sudden, just, just melon, like yeah. Falling, he like, he had barely like he had he just went to the wrong up. one. That's what they said to about Donovan and the other one when they went to the wrong position. Yep. Instead of saying, "Oh, they went to the wrong position," it, they lack situational awareness. <laughs> anyway, he, I mean, got, he went there, but he just wasn't ready for it. Yeah. He hit the watermelon, then he, well, he like, turned. He would get there, he would look up, and then and the he melon's would look like down, already halfway it, down. Yeah, it was already too late by that point. Yeah. Anyway, he got some penalties on that, and then they move on to fire and ice. And uh, John, it took four strikes to get through the big old piece of ice. For Kevin, it only took three. For crash landing, John had two penalties, where Kevin had one penalty, and the sandbag also kind of hit him in the face. And exploded all over him. Although that one, they had a box that they had to stand in. He couldn't have moved if he wanted to. Like, he had to stand in well, that spot. Like Sean mentioned, those things really are moving when they come flying down. They're moving, and you have to... And it's dark, and there's lights behind them, so you can't really see them right. until they're and right so I, on you. And I think they want you to... Turn? Turn your body. It's all. It alternates. So, like, one's coming at you so you can swing... You know, forehand, then the other then one's you, backhand. Yeah. But the other, I think they just go there the forehand the whole time, but it's coming on the side, so they just kind of just like <laughs> yeah, this. Swing for it the best. And it hits them in the face when they cut it. And then for Firestorm, John had no problems. Kevin ripped through, ripped the thing instead of cutting it. So it looked like to us. Right. And, uh, and it comes down to the penalties. John had 11 total penalties. Kevin had 10. So it came down to the times. Mm. John had a time of 5.51, and Kevin had a time of 6.05. So John Nagel won the episode. Wow. Good job. Good job, John. Friend of Jay Nielsen, from what I understand. I believe Jay was wearing his shirt when we interviewed him. Um, yeah. So you can't remember that. dates, but you can remember that. Yes. <laughs> that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. And that's our wrap-ups for this okay. week. So now we're going to move on. To some of the other stuff that we do, like Tales from Infinite Forge. So, John, you got anything to talk uh, about? I don't. I don't. <laughs> I don't think so. I mean, I helped uh, a buddy of mine who was living with us in our spare bedroom change his brakes on his car, and I had to use some Waterbury force with a big hammer and knock the <laughs> the rotors off. <laughs> they're, they're trying like, no, 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 you got to do it Waterbury style. It's, Big hammer. Oh, yeah. Knock it right off. Yeah, it's good. Good, good. What about you? What have you been working on? Horse bonnets. Horse bonnets and like also... Hats for horses? Yes. Wow. She's made a bunch of them. This they look amazing. good. They go right over the ears and stuff. And Keeps the flies out. Yeah. And they look nice. Can you make one for my dog? Yes. All right. <laughs> <laughs> and what else are you working on? Like a temperature blanket? Oh, my thing? temperature blanket. I make yeah. squares and crocheting squares. Where the middle ring is the low temperature of the day, the, m- the middle ring is like the median temperature, and then the outer ring is the higher temperature. And I will be making 365 of them and putting them together in a big old blanket. I don't understand the concept. It's just like record keeping. It's like a, at the end you'll have a record. <laughs> Each a square is a different day, so I'm keeping track of the temperatures. Depending on the temperature. So then. The mm. color will change throughout the year as it gets towards. The and end. so you'll see, like right now, I'm in the. I'm still kind of working on March as far as making squares. Right. So there's a whole lot of like purples, teals, 
in there because it was the 20s and the 30s. And then mm -hmm. you have a random warm day that it got up to 60. Ah. And so it's like orange. That's kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty neat. Can't wait to see the final product. It's like an almanac on a blanket. Yes. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> For me, I worked on a couple things. I, uh, I bought some knife tong blanks from Ken's Custom Iron. And basically, you get these blanks that are, that are flat, and you have to offset the head, and you have to bend it over to meet the size of the mm. metal you're using for your blades. And I brought two sets, so I, I wanted to make two sets of knife tongs here. So I have them kind of almost done. I need to pin them, and then I need to adjust the jaws a little bit to make sure that they tighten down properly to hold the, the steel. Right. And those will be good to go. And then, you know, I don't know if I've talked about some of these ones, but these are, if you follow us, me on Instagram, these are some of the knives I've been working on in my spare time, just kind of practicing getting shapes down. You know, they're fun, whatever. Eventually I'll finish them. Mm. Eventually we'll finish our first knives that we started that we haven't really done much with in yeah. a while. Um, and the other thing that I did this week was this right here. This here is Straight Razor Challenge Limited Edition Razor burn, make oh, habanero man. hot sauce, specially made for the contestants. It's aftershave. No, it's it's hot sauce, mango oh. habanero, and uh, it's pretty spicy. I'd say so myself. And if it's coming from me saying it's spicy, that's, yeah, you that's, know that it's spicy. Some heat. So this is going to everyone that participated in the straight razor challenge. So cool. Steve Schwartzer, Tyler Hackbarth, um, Mike Poor, and Marcus Ranum, and also Albert from Seattle. Ed Absolutely. Sharper, send him one. And I had one other bottle, and interestingly enough, I posted about it the other day, and Jason Reddick said, hey, if you're coming to Pigeon Forge, bring some with oh. you. I said, we're not. <laughs> and he's, but I said, what, what's your address? So I'm going to send him a bottle yeah, cool. anyway, because I, I like that dude. So uh, those are going to be going out this week. Nice. And uh, I got to say, I, I've never made mango habanero before. And I like it a lot. I understand why. I mean, I've had it on wings and things before, and it's always yeah. been good. Now I understand. Like it's different. It's still kind of got the the citrusy, almost like the pineapple one that I make, but it's different and it's got a nice taste to it. So that's that. And and I've had other people request it since I posted about it. So I'm gonna have to make cool. another batch of the mango habanero. And this time you'll wait for us to leave the house. Oh, you just got two answers. Oh yeah, I couldn't. <laughs> I couldn't wait. We, we were going. I had someplace. to make it. And he just couldn't wait. I had to make it right then while the kids were ready for their lunch. And so I napalmed. <laughs> Did you have another experience where you napalmed stuff it, around here? It wasn't too bad. It wasn't. He the, opened the windows beforehand this time. So it was better. It wasn't the ghost pepper napalm situation. This is habaneros. It's not nearly as bad with habaneros. Yeah, it wasn't as bad. Did you mess with? Was that when you had the last time you made hot sauce? Is that when you bombed it over here? Oh yeah, it was really yeah. bad. It yeah. was it was really bad. Oh, that's when I did it outside. Yeah. Okay, so for when I made the the ghost, I made that one outside using Sean's um, turkey fryer grill, and I made this big batch and a giant thing, and it boiled over. Yeah. All right. over the grill, all, and I was like, oh no! And I'm like, I, I I gotta hose it down. I was like, I turned it off and hosed it down, and it just did not. It wasn't a good batch after that. Like, I still have that batch. It tastes okay. Spice level isn't where it should be. And mm -hmm. I just, I, I ruined that one, I think. It just didn't come out as good as I wanted it. Did it end up, like, bombing some inside the house, though? Like, did you have it, like, sitting in a pot? 
I think I maybe brought it back inside and yeah. tried to cook more in the house, and it and it was bad. It was bad news. Like, yeah, it was me. Eyes tearing up just being <laughs> in the room. It was tough. It was tough. Moral of the story, like, just be careful when you make hot sauce. Adequate ventilation is required. So that's it. That's our Tales from Infinite Forge yeah. for this week. Next up, we have the Gram Scan. I don't remember what we said that we were going to talk about on the Gram Scan. <sighs> I don't know. Oh, so Theo Naz moved into a new studio oh, recently. Oh, that's right. And in Industry City, New yeah. York. Uh, oh, cool. And so he's got it's much. It looks awesome. He had a good space before, and for a forge, it, it was nice. But this place is like a whole different I mean, atmosphere. Yeah, and it's in this really nice area. And there's he a, doesn't like, have his cabinet making buddies anymore. No, no I, guess I don't not. think so. But you can, you can look out the windows of his forge area, and they have like this whole green area in the center with yeah. trees and stuff. It's yeah. really beautiful. Yeah. And uh, he did mention, you know, he would like to have us come down once that new place was open. So maybe we should hit him up soon and. Go check out his new shop, and that would be yeah. fun. When are we going to do that? Soon does not have a date attached okay. to it. It's just in general. <laughs> Obviously, it's all also based on actual invitation from Theo if it goes through. So we will see. Maybe eventually. So yeah, there was that. Um, I don't think there was anything. Tiger Lily caught a fish. Tiger Lily uh, Knight caught a fish, and we were commenting on that. That was pretty cool. <laughs> But otherwise, our Instagram page is just a nonstop feed of knives. And so it's kind of hard to pick sometimes. Yeah. You know, you see some cool knives. We mentioned Theo because he had also posted a video of a, a sweet Damascus dagger he was working yeah. on. And it looked awesome. And uh, so, yeah, check check out Theo Naz. That's where yeah. we're going with it. We yeah, like that absolutely. dude. And uh, he was very kind to us when we first started and had us down to his shop. And, yeah. you know, check him out. He's a cool dude. Do it. And that's it. Do we have anything else? We, uh, didn't, really, we didn't talk about a blade speak no. uh, for this week. I don't really think we no. need to. We went over. We did a lot today. We did a lot. There was lots of wrap up going on here. Yeah. So, verdict on your beer? Can't be. It's amazing. That. It's gone. Good. It's empty. There's, there's nothing empty left. As he goes to pour it on a Yeah, look. Yeah, there's nothing there. <laughs> I'm still half full, but this is a good one. This is delicious. And the summer ales, it's kind of hard to go wrong with those, right? I would agree with that statement. Okay, good. There's a pause there. Were you? Are I had you, to think. I mean, be accurate in the things I say. Do you? Do you like it? I do. Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he made a general statement. I had to think about mm. all the summer ales I've had, and I've enjoyed every oh, one well, of them. Oh yeah. wow! Yeah. yeah, that one's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the episode. Thank you for watching. Yeah. Uh, this episode was brought to you by. Us, because we don't have any sponsors. But if you want to sponsor oh, us, give, yeah. us a, give us a message. Shoot us a little thing. Um, other and then than we'll that, do a full wrap-up of your show. Yeah, that too. Or pay us. Either way. That'd be fun. Isn't Money. that what sponsorship is? Yes. Money. <laughs> Thanks for watching. Remember to follow us on Instagram or Facebook or subscribe to the YouTube channel. We don't do the Twitter. Fuck the Twitter. It's not a thing anymore. Twitter's a dumpster fire. Anyway, <laughs> we move forward. Uh, that's the end of the episode. I think I said that already. Yep, and sure. I guess that's it. We'll see you. Bye-bye. Yeah. Bye. We're back. See you next week.
forgot to do that. And now a word from our sponsors for the anchor sponsors. And now a word from our sponsors. Oh, can I say it? It's work here. And now a word from our sponsors. <laughs> Can't you pick it up and put it? I can try. <laughs> Except he's not, he's not <laughs> yeah, it's be all of a Well, no, you don't need it for the pot. I mean, for the podcast. The video, it doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah. 